Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Hello and welcome everyone to Streaming in Place. It is week 10 and we are here to talk about Lucifer Season 3, Episode 13, Till Death Do Us Part. And again, lots of places we could begin our conversation uh, for this episode. But I feel like for this one, I I feel like I want to start it with uh, with Dan and Charlotte and that dinner and Dan just having a, they're both trying to be cool. And, uh, just, it was, um, they got mazed. They got mazed is the only way I can put that. What did you, what did you guys think of that little corner of the episode before we get into everything else? Um, you know, I think of the two straight dudes can't deal with sex things that happened in this episode. Um, this was the funnier one, um, mostly because Kevin Alejandro was so funny. Like, so he made it very, very obvious that he was incredibly uncomfortable, but also, like, not totally opposed, um, but also afraid. Like, this really precise cocktail of a bunch of things at once um, that I thought was really effective. I, I'm curious about what this means going forward for Charlotte and the implications of Mays being able to basically smell torment on her and the implications there um but i thought it was a a pretty solid little subplot i ship it a little (laughs) i think it was just very very silly and a little bit charming but also at the same time i've really appreciated that kind of dark not dark but personal pivot that it has at the end uh with may's realizing oh i just smell hell on you yeah. Oh, it's my old life. I don't want that life anymore. And just like that kind of like realization, I think is really, really lovely. And I like that that was that was the thing about the episode of like, I don't want my old life anymore. And then that folding into Charlotte trying to figure out what her life is now. Um, and just that really solid interplay of those kind of two paralleling concepts. I really, really enjoyed it. But yeah, Dan just... Dan's rough. <laughs> um, mainly because I was just watching that scene and going, he's just gonna, he's just gonna end up like two, two very specific things came to mind from old sitcoms. And I say old sitcoms, um, but one was from the 90s, one was from the aughts. The first was Friends, where Ross just ends up going to make a sandwich. Um, and then the second was Barney running away and spilling wine everywhere because he just can't from How I Met Your Mother. Um, and I just went, yeah, no, that's that's what's going to happen here, Dan. Just just don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, and so I think it's, but yeah, I'm getting like a little lost. But I, I agree with Allison that Alejandro just finds all the weird layers of, yeah, maybe, but also no, but maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Can I get another drink for the love of God? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like what Keenan says in the chat, which is Dan definitely thought about not throwing away his shot. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. He really, it was, um, I think one of my favorite moments from Alejandro on the show so far. Yeah. You know, not like my favorite Dan subplot by any stretch of the imagination, but it was like a really fun 
incredibly specific, very Lucifer moment. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't, I think a lot of other shows, it would be one thing or the other. Either he would be very turned on and into it and kind of a jerk about it, or he would be completely nerdy, overwhelmed, couldn't handle it. And instead it's this weird, and when you throw in, we killed a guy once and right. all of that stuff, like really interesting and fun and um, goofy. Yeah, I appreciated the show being like, no, we haven't forgotten. We haven't forgotten that they got a guy killed. We're going to make fun of it, but we haven't forgotten. <laughs> yeah. I like that both Charlotte, I mean, obviously Maze is down, but both Charlotte and <laughs> Dan are trying really hard to not be judgmental. And and like, be like, and Charlotte's immediate response of like, no, no, wait, is this a thing that I'm, that we Did I doing? do this? Is this a thing I was doing before? Okay, I'm trying to not freak out here. What's going on? Um, so I thought that that just the whole thing was really fun. And then to pivot it into this larger um, like character beat, right? That's the thing that when Lucifer's firing out cylinders that it does so well is to take setups and take funny situations or, or they're the case of the week, various things, and then pivot in, it into more meaningful and interesting character moments. And let Marcus has shot this reaction to Maze's realization of what's going on. I thought was, again, was also very good, you know, right there with you, Marcus. Um, and, I mean, I was, I was like, I was both really enjoying all the awkwardness and, and everything in the performances. Um, and then just so proud, just so proud of Maze being like, I recognize this behavior and I'm going to choose something different. It's like, yeah, you guys, you guys stick with Dr. Linda. You, right. Clearly you've made some real strides in the past. What, however many, depending on how long she's been out of town, however long this period of time is that she's been living with Chloe and everything. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. So I'm glad you guys did too. I like to think of what like the server was overhearing going back and forth to the table. <laughs> like, so they, they said, something about killing a guy? I don't then I don't know. Maybe there, maybe something's happening there. It looks like, but but the the guy seems really freaked out. And like I don't, I don't know. And there's somebody in the back be like, you go there and you get the gossip. You go. I want <laughs> everything. <laughs> Bring them bread five times if you have to. There's a big tip in it for you if you can just find out what the hell is going on over there. <laughs> um, and Marcus mentions Charlotte's reaction reaction to Maze's realization being. Uh, as something that was really good. I also really appreciated like the consistency of the callback to, and my partner pointed this out of Leslie, Leslie and Brandt um, assuming the May's active listening face as Charlotte is going through all this stuff. And you can just tell that Maze is like, this is how hum- this is how humans listen to each other. This is how humans <laughs> listen to each other. I'm waiting for my turn to talk, but this is how humans listen to each other. Okay, good. She's done. I can talk now. Um, but <laughs> I made the effort. <laughs> yeah, points for for making the effort um, and understanding that, she, that 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 is the right thing to do. Which yes, Lucifer still struggles with. Yeah. Um, well, let's go over then to the the Lucifer part of this because that's the bulk of the episode is the case of the week and and everything that we have going on with with Pierce slash Kane slash Bland. Um, I gotta say, while I still don't like any a lot of this, uh, the Lucifer pestering a exasperated Kane is definitely the most I have liked that character or enjoyed the dynamic all season long. And if like if they had started closer to this, I would be much more on board with this stuff. What did what, how did you guys feel about that? Like even before they get undercover, just that like the chainsaw and the poison and the stabbing with the blade. Yeah. I, um, 
I agree that this is the most interested I've been in the character and the dynamic since the beginning of the season. Um, I leaned over to my partner and I was like, oh, okay. So he's, he's still not great, but he's a lot less boring, right? Like I'm still not super feeling it, but at least there's something happening. At least he's getting something to play of interest. Um, you know, I had my quibbles with this one, but I, but I do sort of like, Lucifer in like Ella mode, I guess, for lack of a better term. It's like he, I love that the button that they put on it is, well, you just want a friend. You want someone who gets it and understands how crappy your dad is and all of that stuff. Uh, Because that sort of puts it in a more interesting light than just, oh, I need this information. As funny as the chainsaw is. Um, Although really, God, kind of a dick move um that and the demon i was like no it just that hurts that hurts you can tell that it hurts anyway um i basically i liked the beginning and i liked the end and i liked some of the happy homemaker stuff they were doing but the like vague undercurrent of straight panic thing that was happening um i just didn't really buy into it um i don't know i i would hope that someone who's been alive for millennia uh, would maybe be more secure in his masculinity than that Um, because it just I don't know it it didn't sit super well with me Um, but still I liked it this is on the on a scale of like bland to almost not bland it is high on the almost not bland end uh, Keenan says Tom Ellis got uh, really got some actual life out of their interactions this episode, and I yeah I agree. Um, and Marcus says I think Tom Ellis had great physicality in this episode with all his different roles, therapist, husband, fight scene, all that, and I agree. Like Lucifer is Doctor Linda, we'll get there, but yeah. Um, and whereas Lurker says that's so odd, I didn't read a straight panic at all, just a dude who isn't touchy feely and dislikes Lucifer, and I agree with that, uh, Lurker. I didn't read it so much as straight panic most of the time but i think that that's such a common trope in this kind of a like undercover storyline that you I, th- I think you have to go out of your way the show should have made that clearer because that like his 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 uh posture of um stay like his just his body language the folded arms all of that um major is is about lucifer bothering him but it also reads very much like 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 uh yes gay panic or and all that stuff like as well so i think i think there's too much overlap there and they should have done a better job if they don't they aren't trying to play into the comedy of that stuff they should have done a better job of delineating it what did, what did you think though so while everyone's praising ellis i'm gonna praise tom welling because i think he's very good in this episode um but i also think that they are also both writing to the character and also editing to the character um, in really good ways in this episode Um, from that dead, that dead stare, like jump cut of him dead staring at Lucifer before the party. And then right following it into the actual like dinner party with the, um, with the couple um, was really, really good, but there's just a very kind of consistent term of we find out the prickliness reads and plays a little differently for me in this episode even down to how he's sort of like willing to reach out like after the crudite and the 
arrangements of everything. Um, so I think that there's like good elements there and they're finding things for Welling to kind of do. Um, so I really liked that. And I think Welling finds, a, doesn't find a lot, but he's finding stuff and the show just kind of keeps pulling back. Cause there's that whole hint that he's developed this whole theory about how he's able to regrow himself and I'm just like, no, no, stay in this mode. Let's let's <laughs> deal with this version of Kane real quick, because the man's been alive for eons. Let's get into how he's like thought philosophically about how his body works, because there's there's a lot of stuff to unpack there just on like a science level, and I want to I want to hear his thoughts about that as the only person who's allowed to think about it. Um, and gets to think about it firsthand because it's implied that he's fallen through helicopter blades and it's like, buddy, no. <laughs> um, let's let's just work through all of this trauma. Does um, he like never go to the action movies because they just be like, yeah, that really hurts. Yeah, that, yeah, that no. really hurts too. <laughs> the volcano thing. The okay. delivery of like, yeah, it was a rough six months was like one of my mm. favorite lines in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, and see, they keep finding, like, things about that, and that's the kind of thing that I think works really, really well in this episode, and that Welling actually seems to enjoy, even down to some of the stuff about, no, I cooked, you do the dishes, and just the exasperation of, like, no, that is what we agreed to. I guess I'm going to do the dishes now. in these khakis that don't look good on me. Um, <laughs> so I, th- I actually really liked Welling a lot in this episode. Um and I agree with Lorca with that. I didn't really read it as like a uh, gay panic sort of thing, but I do agree with you, Kate, that there needed to be a little bit more of a delineation because a lot, there's a real fuzziness in that line in this episode that's kind of hard to sift through. Um, and the only reason it doesn't really read as a full like panic to me is the fact that he, a lot of it just for me reads more about Lucifer than about a um, same-sex relationship. So Marcus says, I feel like the straight panic would have been dialed up so much more if it was made even five years earlier. And yes, I, yeah, yeah, I also, I think, I mean, I think it also speaks to the showrunners and the, the, the vibe of the show too, but yeah. Um, and that we should mention, cause we read it, but then we didn't say it for the listeners at home. Keenan mentioned that the volcano thing is a horror show, which is why we (laughs) pivoted to talking about the volcano thing. Um, I wanted to, uh, there's a couple, a couple things I wanted to, to make sure we touch on. I think we should touch on the bad neighbor montage. Um, I want a few words about some of the costuming. Um, and then I also liked, uh, I feel like we have to talk about Lucifer as Dr. Linda. So let's start with Lucifer as Dr. Linda because I loved it. It was very fun. Um, I, and I'm just here for, and we got another, didn't we get another Chloe as Lucifer? Like, I'm just very here Mm -hmm. for all of these characters impersonating their friends. Yeah, I am. I really enjoyed Lucifer as Linda. I would be curious to know how long after spotting the glasses and the posture it took everybody to figure out that that was what was happening. For me, it was basically instantaneous. I saw the glasses. I was like, oh, Linda, great. Let's do this. Um, uh, I think it's an interesting, if we want to probe a little deeper it's a an interesting reflection on what lucifer takes out of his sessions with linda because as always he's just taking the stuff that's useful to him and parroting it in a way that's not actually productive um as always so i it made me giggle a lot um so i really enjoyed that yeah thumbs up yeah yeah 
uh, Noel, any other thoughts on on Lucifer? No, I agree with Allison. Like that whole sort of channeling is really, really good. And again, it just becomes a mirror of like, this is what I actually get out of Linda. And I, so I really like that. But I also liked him just tossing the box of tissues at Kane and Kane just letting it bounce off his chest. And I just went, that's, that's just very good. He, he didn't catch it because he's Superman and you don't catch things that are thrown at you when you're Superman <laughs> or when you're an immortal who can't die even from demon steel. <laughs> I like that they immediately like go right to that, right? They're like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what everyone's going to think of. So let's just address that right off the top. That little scene we get with uh, Maze and Lucifer, she's like, you couldn't have led because I could. I put all I pulled all of this out of the basement, all of the storage unit. I mean, come on. <laughs> and can we just like I know everybody on this show is hot and everything, but like Leslie <laughs> and Brant just had a kid that she looks fucking amazing in this. Uh you know, like obviously that is that only happens with lots and lots of hard work. So props to her for her hard work. And her personal trainer that she And her personal trainer, yeah. <laughs> Lurker says, OMG Maze is gorge here. And yeah, absolutely. Um, Marcus says they could have gone for a more lethal stab with a demon steal that one. Definitely. But like, just even getting nicked by it isn't enough to to kill an angel, is my understanding, at least. Um, Lurker says about uh, uh, Dr. Linda Lucifer. <laughs> it also proves that Lucifer acknowledges Linda's approach as valuable, even if he still has a skewed view of it. And yeah, it, it just shows that he is listening and most of the time when he's messing with her. Uh, he's is doing it like at any of the kayak moments he knows what he's doing and he's just you know taking what he wants to from it in the moment and being very lucifer uh keenan says uh, between lucifer as therapist and lucifer as bad neighbor tom ellis generated multiple actual irl giggles from me uh and i'm gonna need to know um because keenan had to take off i'm gonna need to know keenan's thoughts on his speedo that he was wearing because it's not actually uh, lingerie. It looks like it's a swimsuit. But still, I, I'm going to need to know her thoughts on that. Uh, what did you guys think of, of him as the bad? Like, the, the welding at 4 a.m. is a bit over the top. But I thought the rest no, of it. No, actually- it's not. It is really? legitimately the worst thing that he could have done. I know, but um, it's like, that, that feels like it's a bit tryhard, is what I'm saying. Which makes sense for Lucifer. Right. But... Like, on the list of things people have actually done, neighbors have actually done to, to make your life difficult, I don't know how many people actually have a neighbor welding at four in the morning, but seriously? I'm, I'm raising my hand. Not at four in the morning, but we've had people, like, using, like, a buzzsaw or, like, that kind of, like, welding thing at, like, nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. Uh-huh. No. Just no. Like, as soon as I heard that noise, I had a visceral, angry reaction that I did not have for the whole, like pool party in the front yard thing with the sprinkler and the really bad DJ like that stuff I was that felt try hard the whole thing with the buzzsaw no that was the correct thing to do they should have just led with that even even Marcus was upset about it (laughs) (laughs) uh Allison where do you follow this um you know I I thought that the welding was pretty funny um if only because it seems like the kind of thing that a very self-absorbed person would do and not think it was a big deal. Um, so I actually didn't think it seemed that ty- try hard as much as I enjoyed that montage. And I really did. Uh, my big objection is that it was nowhere near gay enough. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't like, gay enough n- like if you, if you are doing a sting as a gay couple and you want to piss off a bunch of white middle-aged suburbanites, do exactly what he did. Only way more gay. 
gay. Way more gay. Throw yourself a mini pride parade in your yard. Like champagne slushies and lots of men in speedos and like hire a drag queen. Do all like boy butter ads projected on the side of the house. Like all kinds of I, I it should have been way gayer. I do want to um, I do want to point out that this this little suburban community is actually very like ethnically diverse based on like the party that they have. Um, sure, fair. But the rest of it is absolutely correct. It was did seem otherwise very straight. Um, so everything yeah. else is correct. much gayer. Um, I also I feel like this is probably the appropriate point to to shout out Paul Fitzgerald um, who played Brian, who I think was really funny mm-hmm. and then yes. absolutely delivered in that final scene, um, which was more affecting than I expected. Um, usually the case of the week, I'm not like way to hit the emotional beats, but in this case, like it really, it resolved well, I think. Um, but when he's being interrogated and is talking about buying Adderall or whatever, and he goes, I learned Mandarin. I built a porch. I was like, Oh my God, it's really like, like sharp timing, really funny and precise, and um, I was very impressed. I also really enjoyed the um, yeah, no, it's uh, closer to Adderall. And like, and like, is your partner <laughs> saying that he's snorted Snort evidence? Of evidence? No, I'm just very, very focused on this case. <laughs> on this case, yeah, just very focused. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's pretty fun. Did you guys have other parts? I'm trying to think. Are there other any other main parts of the episode? I feel like it was mostly case of the week and Lucifer Kane stuff. Yeah, and that's that's kind of why I think that this episode works really well, is that it's really tight. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really solid A plot. There's a good B plot that has, like, a couple of layers to it um, that doesn't feel like it's sort of rehashing, like, the previous scene, which is sometimes what happens with B and C plots, is, like, there doesn't feel like there's a lot of development. And here, everything, like, everyone in that B plot with um, Maze. Dan and Charlotte feels like there's something there for each of them, really. And I really, really liked that. Um, and Lurker does, and this is actually what I was about to transition to, is that the Chloe stuff in this episode is also pretty good. She's bad at going undercover, but she's actually good at running an undercover sting operation of, why won't anyone listen to me? I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> How are both like Lucifer and Pierce good to very good at their jobs when they're working with me but the instant they are together they are useless they keep turning off their mics and bickering uh which makes them great for this undercovers thing but yeah i like like her patience with lucifer when he storms out of there like from her perspective for no reason uh was very impressive i thought yeah i agree yeah i think putting chloe sort of like as not like a meteor mediator and in between sort of space works really, really well. Um, especially given the fact that they've pulled Lucifer and her apart. So putting her in this space where she's pushing Lucifer and King together slash reconcile, um, is in an interesting dynamic, but it works well too. While it still just makes me sad that they've kind of split Lucifer and Chloe kind of apart a little bit as well. Well, that takes me to the last thing that I feel I don't really want to talk about, but I feel like we should. Because um, I, you, y'all know I don't ship it, even a little bit. Um, so they're trying to tell us that Chloe and Pierce talking in the car the previous episode was a capital M moment 
a la oh, yeah. Lucifer and Chloe on the beach, or Lucifer and Chloe before the the, the air airlines um, flight attendant showed up, or some of that. And show, no, no show, no, it wasn't. That's how I feel about this. Um, what do you guys think? You go ahead, no. <laughs> it's it's not. Um, it's very sweet that the show keeps trying, but it's not. So it no. It's it's super cute. It's just super cute that the show wants us to buy into this. Um, but it doesn't work. So, no. <laughs> you know, I think it's charming that Lauren German um, very obviously knows this and is working so hard, so hard to try to sell it otherwise, right? Like, she's just like... Here, please, look how convincing I am. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, you poor thing. Um, but she's really working overtime. She I is. hope she got a bonus. Um, she's trying She's trying her best. She really is trying her best. Um, bless their hearts. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyways. More on that in future episodes. <laughs> Great. Can't say. wait. Let's go. But that will wrap up our conversation for for till death do us part. Um, so if if anybody in the chat has any final thoughts, go ahead and drop them in there. I cannot on this Memorial Day. I feel like I, I cannot forget that Lurker did mention earlier that uh, Lucifer's speedo is like the only thing that could make us feel patriotic today. So yeah, well well done, Lurker. Good line. I approve. I approve. Kate approved. Um, so our episode tomorrow is going to be episode fourteen, which is called. My brother's keeper. Thoughts? I mean, it's either going to be an Amenadiel-heavy episode, or we're going to find out about, you know, Cain and Abel. I don't know. Um, I do want to do a quick shout-out to the show's music supervisor for finding an actual K-pop song with the word Lucifer in it from 2010 to use for their <laughs> Korean karaoke bar hallway fight, because that's an actual song that was a major single for that band. And I just went... That music supervisor, my partner said, like, that music supervisor is so good that they found this song that actually already existed and fit the fit the, fit the scene really well. <laughs> I can't believe that I always forgot that. I did enjoy the, the hallway fight. And, like, you can't just go in there and be like, hey, drug dealers. I would never, hey, drug, and then he does, yeah. But he does it in Korean, so it doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count it's pretty bad yeah that whole i forgot about that whole subplot but like where he just comes in is like yeah we deal all the drugs so many drugs that we deal um yeah that was that was that was good too that was good too um well then uh yeah we'll have more to say tomorrow on the episode Every, for those at home everyone in the chat has seen everything and so uh, everyone in the chat is going, oh, is it that episode? Or no, it's not that episode. It's not that episode, guys. It's a different episode that is called My Brother's Keeper. Um, and you will see what that means later in the season. But yes, it's going to be it's going to be fun. So more on that tomorrow. Until then, thank you all for listening. Thank you to Keenan Lurker and Marcus for hanging out with us in the chat today. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. 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 Bye.